This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd with His Excellency Archbishop Alexander Sample. I'm Dina Marie and in studio also with us today is our Director for Hispanic Ministry for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, Father Mike Kieber, as we're going to talk a little bit more about the ministry to Hispanic and Latino population and because the USCCB just recently gathered with all of our bishops across the country. This is one of the important documents that came out of this most recent gathering. So Archbishop, I know you just recently came back from this plenary assembly. Well, it was probably a couple months ago now. But (laughs) one of the things that I think was important for us as we have a beautiful Hispanic ministry office is to look at this plan for Hispanic ministry and to see how we're going to implement that here in the local church. But as we begin and look at how God calls us to reach out and touch and share the gospel, would you please help us open in prayer? Certainly. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, you sent your Son into the world to redeem us, to reconcile us to you, and to bring new life to all of your children. We seek this for all of your people, Lord, especially for the rich cultural diversity which we enjoy in this local church. In, In this program, especially our concern among our Hispanic and Latino brothers and sisters. So we place this radio time, Lord, in your hands, asking you to lead us and guide us in a way that will truly help us serve this wonderful and vibrant part of our, our local community, our local church. So we place it in your hands, asking you to lead us and guide us. And all this we ask in the most holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 One of the many things that uh, we have seen that the, arch- that the bishops talked about was this pastoral plan. It was approved during this spring plenary assembly. Talk a little bit about why this was an important document. Why is there such an interest for our Catholic bishops in the U.S. to really have a plan for Hispanic Latino ministry? You know, the I can tell you as a member uh, of the conference, U.S. Bishops Conference, USCCB, this is a constant theme of concern, pastoral concern, for the bishops of the United States to more effectively uh, take care of and include also uh, the Hispanic community uh, in in the life of the church and and minister in an effective way with them. Um, You know, this actually, this pastoral plan that we just approved at the June bishops meeting is the sort of fruit, if you will, of the Quintincuentro process that that happened uh, some years ago, and unfortunately, all of this sort of got 
you know, delayed and, and, and put on a hold a little bit because of the whole pandemic thing, because this, this document should have been out much, much sooner uh, and a much more timely response to that. You know, that, that Quinta Encuentro process was a, a multi-year process building into the national event. And I can tell you, I was at the national event, and there was such an energy and such an excitement there. And then, unfortunately, it kind of fizzled as we waited for, okay, where, where's, where's, what's the plan? You know, they literally say, okay, what's the plan? Where's the plan? Well, now here it is. So this is really the the fruit of that. And, and why this is of such great concern really for the U.S. bishops is because, you know, we had, it's estimated there are 30 million Hispanic Catholics in the church in the United States. That's 30 million of our brothers and sisters, part of the church, that are an integral, vibrant, important, essential part of the life of our church. Um, we, we have to be attentive to this population. I mean, we have many cultural groups within mm-hmm. the church and even here in the Archdiocese of Portland. But, you know, the fact is, I think it's, it's estimated right now probably 50% or more of the folks that are actually at Sunday Mass uh, each week are from the Hispanic and Latino community. Um, and I, and I think that, you know, I don't, and I, I've, I've said this many times before and it's become something I, I really emphasize. This isn't about the church ministering to mm-hmm. a group of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This group of people, they are the church. Mm-hmm. They're us. They're not, they're, they're not this, this side group over here that the church is going to minister to. Mm-hmm. No, they are the church. They're part of our community. We're one community. We, I would rather say we minister with them. We, we, we walk with them. We journey with them. We, mm-hmm. we build them up. Uh, we want to build leadership. And, and, you know, there's some startling statistics out there that really are, are, have gotten the bishop's attention. You know, in, in, in the year 2010, so 13 years ago, 67% of Hispanics and Latinos in the United States identified as Catholic. Mm-hmm. In 2022, just a year ago, that number had dropped to 43%. Mm. And that's, that's startling. Um, and it's even worse among young uh, Hispanics and Latinos in that age group of, of 18 to 29. Only mm-hmm. 30% of that age group uh, identifies Catholic. Uh, and this is, you know, from a, from a population that, you know, one time you could almost just said is 100% mm-hmm. Catholic. So this is a real wake-up call that, you know, I mean, it's a problem in the broader church and, 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 and the, the, the people that are no longer identifying as Catholic and, and living the faith. But it's, it's, it's rather alarming in this, in this community. And, and so there needs to be a response. And this pastoral plan is an attempt on the part of the church in the United States to respond to the reality and to, to minister in a, in a more beautiful way. Right, right. Yes. And Father Keeper is now part of this beautiful outreach here in the Archdiocese of Portland for Hispanic ministry. Mm-hmm. How is this pastoral plan going to impact and I hope be a tool, a big tool for you to, to reach? And, and we've talked a little bit in other programs just about some of your yeah. outreach building leadership, building community, but give us a sense of the population. First of all, Archbishop, you've increased my reading material. This is about (laughs) 60 pages. (laughs) It's a huge document. I wonder if you could make the the documents a little shorter. But anyways, uh, uh, I I really do like how the bishops emphasize uh, what, what the Hispanic culture brings to the U.S. church. And a profound faith in God's providence, for example, appreciation as life as a gift from God, love for the family, authentic Marian devotion. So you can just kind of 
tick off all these things that that uh, our Hispanic brothers and sisters bring to us, and that's that's transforming us. I mean, you go to you go to Walmart or whatever, and you see everything in Spanish, you know, <laughs> where where the work equipment is, and also in uh, you know buying groceries. And uh, I love salsa, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, the bishops start off with that. And then they, they talk about, too, you know, the purpose of the national plan. And that's to, to help to strengthen the church's response to this Latino presence, but also to embrace and foster the contributions of Hispanic Latinos as missionary disciples. And uh, so they talk about that. And then... They, they, they quote uh, Pope Francis at the end. It's always good when the, when the archbishops and bishops quote <laughs> the Holy Father, right? <laughs> so uh, he, says, he says that Pope uh, St. John Paul II says, The American continent has recognized in the mestiza face of the Virgin of Tepeyac and Blessed Mary of Guadalupe an impressive example of perfectly enculturated evangelization. We need this same missionary spirit to create, to continue to create a culture of encounter and to animate our pastoral ministries over the next 10 years, helping us to journey together as joyful missionary disciples going forth in solidarity and mercy. So I think that that idea is that, is that as the Hispanics come to the United States, as immigrants come here and... Uh, integrate with the existing church, something new happens, you know, a new culture, a new, and, and that's what happened when Our Lady Guadalupe appeared to Juan Diego. And in fact, in 2031, we're going to be celebrating 500 year anniversary of that apparition. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then two years later, 2000 years of Christianity. And so this, this is really a 10 year plan that, uh, that the bishops are calling us to for Hispanic ministry. So it's, I'm very glad you did this, but I would like it a little shorter, yeah. Archbishop. I, 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 uh, Father Mike, don't, 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 uh, don't feel bad that you you feel that way because I felt the same way in preparation for the June meeting and having to approve this document. I thought, yeah. holy man, I don't have time to read every word of this and scrutinize and make yeah. uh, offer amendments or anything because it's 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 quite it's quite a piece of work. But that's I, what your that's what your director of Hispanic Ministry right. does. Yeah, that's right. You're, you're supposed to absorb it and summarize it all for me. But but I think you know one of the things that that the bishops and I'm, I'm glad father mike that you're, you're pointing that out that that this isn't this isn't about just assimilating a, a culture or a group of people into the existing culture here in the united states but they bring their own experience yep. their own culture their own expression and spirituality mm -hmm. as, as an enrichment of mm -hmm. the church in the united states and we really need to see it this way and i have mm -hmm. to say that I get very angry, so, actually, when I, I pick up any sentiments uh, among you know folks here in in the archdiocese of any kind of uh, uh, resentment, if you will, almost of this encroachment. You know, you, you, that like people feel like this is this is a, an enrichment. Mm -hmm. This is a, this is a bringing something new. You know, and one of the things that the bishops point out in the document is that, and, and the plan recognizes the unique ways that Hispanic. Catholics engage with their faith. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they have their own culture. You know, they, they, this, the document says this, for Hispanic Latino ministry, evangelization also requires a deep appreciation for the gift of the living popular piety mm. in our yeah. communities, a spirituality understood as mystica, mm 
referring to the motivations, the profound values, the traditions, the prayer, mm -hmm. the music, the art, and the methodologies that give life to a process of the people, create mm -hmm. experiences of faith, and generate a spirituality that incentivizes faith and ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, this has been my experience mm -hmm. here in coming to be the Archbishop of Portland in, in, in Western Oregon 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, my previous assignment as a bishop in Michigan, it was a very homogeneous diocese, upper Midwest. We all pretty much looked the same, thought the same, talked the same. And rooted for the same football team. Yes, that's right, the, the <laughs> correct one. We, uh, Father Kira and I had Detroit. a little conversation. Detroit He's Lions a Detroit Lions fan. I'm a, I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, and I was trying to explain to Father Mike that the majority of people in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan root for the Packers, and I hope any of my listeners that are from the UP uh, won't argue with me about that. But, but you know, uh, coming here to experience the rich cultural diversity yeah. of this local church. And a large part of that, of course, our Hispanic Latino population, but the others as well, the, the Vietnamese community, the, the, the Filipino community, the, the community from Myanmar, the Indonesian community, the Polish community, the Micronesian community, you just can go on and on, the Korean community. Um, I'm probably going to leave some out and then people are going to be mad. But but this, this, this is one of the things I honestly at times am at a celebration with the Hispanic community, maybe it's a Guadalupe celebration, and I, I almost have to pinch myself to think, wow, how did I ever get to be gifted with such a great mm -hmm. experience of faith and piety that these folks bring? There's a devotion, and this is something I've just noticed. There's mm -hmm. a devotion, a, 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 we, they use the word piety here, but there's a devotion um, that's hard to, 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 to describe that, that I it's palpable. It's, you can feel it mm -hmm. in the Hispanic community, and it's and it's very pietistic. It's and not in not I mean that in a very positive way, a very devotional way, right. uh, great devotion to Our Lady, uh, to to the sacrament. Um, yeah, so I think that, that we need to see the, the gift that they bring. Right. I think to revitalize our own faith, mm -hmm. uh, perhaps. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that was you're talking, I'm reminded of, of the times, you know, where I've been pastor and I visited houses, Hispanic homes, and every Hispanic home has a little altarcito, a little altar, and there is Our Lady an image of Our Lady Guadalupe, a crucifix, the saints, candles, you know, and so that's, that's where they pray and meet the Lord every day. And then their love for processions, for example, Eucharistic mm -hmm. processions. Uh, uh, their love to pray the, the the stations of the cross is another another example. But but for them, popular piety is these signs and symbols bring them closer to God, or there's a connection between them and God. And and I think Archbishop is right that that this is a gift, a sense of sacramentality that mm -hmm. that we have perhaps lost in our mm -hmm. Anglo culture, and, and they can help us recover. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think that's another thing, too, is a sense of family, I'd say. In, in the United States, family is more the nuclear family, or the, among the Anglo population, it's more, the, you know, father, mother, children in the house. But for the Hispanics, it's tío, tío, tía, <laughs> you abuelo, know, abuelo <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, and, then, and then that's not even including the, the godparents, the padrinos. No, the padrinos and yeah. so the padrinos enlarge in the family. So there's a, a broad notion of family, I think, that too enriches us. Yeah, I, I think, you know, and, and expanding that on, on just a little bit more, la comunidad. You know, the, the, I, I notice that in in just even the way our Hispanic and, and Latino uh, brothers and sisters speak 
uh, about La Comunidad, the community. Mm-hmm. They're very community-minded. Yep. Beyond just, you know, the, the blood relationships in family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the sense of La Comunidad, it's, it's the community. We care about the community. Mm-hmm. And there's a real strong sense of that. And I think in our very individualistic uh, secular culture in, in, in the United States today, again, this is a great gift to, to, to be enriching us to, to understand more deeply that, that, that sense of community. And, you know, you're going back to, to, to this, this whole family relationships and everything. You know, every time I go for confirmation, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's predictable. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when it's come time for pictures, at the end, you know, it's it's all of these different combinations yep. of people they want pictures with. You know, they want you and the candidate, and then they want you and the candidate and the and the padrinos, the the godparents, and then you and the candidate and the padres, the parents, and then the padres and the padrinos, and then all the rest of the family, <laughs> then yeah. abuela, and then you know the, the tío and tía, you know, the, the aunts and uncles and the whole family. It's just such a beautiful thing that, yeah, I, I think you know uh, this. So I, I think part of what we're saying, Father Mike, is that in in terms of this this pastoral plan, in terms of ministry mm-hmm. side by side with this community, I think what the bishops hope to do is really raise up uh, mm-hmm. leadership, especially within the community, mm-hmm. to form. And this this was a, I can tell you at the Quinto Encuentro, a national event that I went to, and especially sitting in one of the sessions with all of the young people, uh, they had all the young adults in one room sitting at tables with the bishops to have conversation. And what they're hungering for is, is leadership, training, formation. Mm-hmm. They want to take on a rightful role of leadership, but they but they need formation. We need to welcome these gifts. We need to welcome mm-hmm. the culture and, and what, what it brings to, to, the, to the local church. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you see, Father Mike, this pastoral plan being able to help you, to guide you and the leaders in this, in this archdiocese in Hispanic ministry? Yeah, so... We have already done a lot in Hispanic ministry. I, the way I look at it is we're catching our breath after a busy winter and, and spring. We met twice, lay leaders and clergy together, and had two successful meetings, and then met once just with the clergy. I would say this is kind of a map or a guide mm-hmm. for us. And we, in, w- in one of our last meetings, we broke into uh, kind of uh, working groups or committees and that included things like faith formation, young people and young adults, family life. So we had already made that those decisions, and then the document came out, and I was just able to say, oh, got that, got that, got <laughs> that. Nice. So I think we're on the right path. Uh, there needs to be a response, I'd say, from Hispanic ministry here. What is our pastoral plan? What mm-hmm. are we going to focus on? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I think we're focusing on leadership development for the next seven, seven or eight months, especially through an organization called Fe y Vida. So we're going to be meeting for seven Saturdays from 8.30 in the morning to 5.30 at night. And it's going to be for, you know, the top leaders, you know, the three top leaders from each parish with a large amount of Hispanics in the parish. So so that's the idea. Mm-hmm. And Archbishop approved this, so <laughs> I, I think I'm okay. Yeah, you're, you're definitely, you're, you're, you're more than okay, Father Mike. And, and uh, you know, one of the things, too, that, that the document calls for is really a, a, a closer look at how 
the uh, typical office, if you will, of Hispanic ministry in, an, in, a, in a diocese is structured. This is, this is a danger that often happens where that, that department, if you will, or that office gets sort of siloed. It's, it's yep. like their own little little world, you know, like that's all, oh, anything, you know, that has to do with Hispanic, well, that just gets thrown over there. Mm-hmm. But that, that the Office of Hispanic Ministry really be much more integrated into and, and, and into the the whole pastoral center in all mm-hmm. of the ministries of the pastoral center so that you know mm-hmm. we're serving together again it gets away from this idea that this is a group over here that we're taking care of no this group is is an integral and vital part of our church another emphasis i liked in the document was on vocations mm-hmm. priestly mm-hmm. vocations especially but religious vocations as well and, and of course marriage and family as well which which is you know also a great concern in this community but especially with with those those priestly vocations you know uh, I, we can certainly say that here in the archdiocese of portland i can't tell you how many times when i am visiting a parish and you know, people from the Hispanic community will will ask me, when are we going to get yeah. a priest in our community mm. that can really relate to uh, the Hispanic Latino community? And, you know, I keep saying, well, I only have who I have. What yeah. are you doing to encourage your young people to consider a priestly vocation? And I was looking at some statistics, actually, and, and, and mm. one, one quoted in, the, in an article about this, this pastoral plan, that in the United States— Less than 1% in all the priests in the United States, less than 1% are of Hispanic Latino uh, background. Mm -hmm. That's quite shocking, honestly, given the the large percentage. So in other words, in terms of priestly vocations, the Hispanic Latino community is is disproportionately not represented Mm -hmm. in in the overall uh, Mm -hmm. priesthood. Now... You know, I, I was looking at, uh, so this is where I did a little research. God willing, Lord, please, if we get maybe 27 seminarians for the fall, not new ones, but a total of 27, we could get up to seven new men studying for the priesthood this fall. But I looked at, at the uh, across the board at our seminarians, if all of those 27 become seminarians for us, we will have actually 25% of our seminarians will be of Hispanic background or Latino background, you know, which I think mm-hmm. speaks well. So I'm very pleased that we're starting now to see more and more and more from our local yeah. Hispanic community uh, vocations surfacing. Because I'll often say in, in groups uh, with uh, where there are men discerning, especially if they're Hispanic uh, young men present or boys present, I say, you know, I need you guys especially yeah. – to help me take care of your your community, la comunidad, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, yeah, you're all we're all one church, we're all one people, so we don't want to have this sense of separation, and that's what I hate when you get in a parish. It's like two communities that use the same building, you mm-hmm. know, for worship. No, we're, we're one community. Uh, we need much more better integration with with one another. But I, I I can say that you know I think we're doing you know much better. Uh, in in terms of getting vocations from the Hispanic community, but for any of you parents out there who are listening, uh, uh, you know, and grandparents or aunts and uncles or padrinos, you know, encourage your young people to consider religious and priestly vocations. Uh, you know, we we need them uh, for the future uh, because I mean, when I go around for confirmations every year, and I talk to Bishop Peter Smith, and he says the same thing: you go around to confirmations. The future of the local church is right there before us. Yeah. You know, it's estimated that sixty percent of all Catholics under age eighteen are Latino, and so that's just yeah, that's 
right now, and you know that seems to be the direction we're going. I think too with uh, promoting vocations, I think rebuilding and and strengthening family life is really key because I think vocations do come from good families where, mm-hmm. where parents or children have that sacrificial love modeled right in front of them, and so uh, that's actually one of the things we want to work on in in the pastoral plan is to strengthen marriage and family as well. And Father, before we close, I want to mention, because we've talked about this once before on Madre Day Radio, but yeah. you wrote a book, Preaching to Latinos, <laughs> yeah. Welcoming the Hispanic Moment in the U.S. Church, which you're giving to Archbishop right now. But I think this book really is going to be another part of the playbook, a part right. of the map. Right. So I, I wrote this because I saw that there was just a lack of materials to help a, a gringo priest like me <laughs> minister to Hispanics. So the, one barrier is, is language. Mm-hmm. But but often a, an overlooked uh, barrier, obstacle, is, is culture. You know, it's a completely different culture. So there's just not a lot of resources out there that you can put in someone's hand and say, read this, and that will help you to relate better to that culture, mm-hmm. you know, where you can understand it. Uh, one, of my, one of my students, uh, after studying Hispanic ministry, he didn't speak any Spanish, but he, he was placed in a, a Hispanic a parish with a large Hispanic population. And he said, I felt comfortable because I knew I knew what was going on, even though I didn't speak Spanish. I could kind of make sense mm-hmm. of it. And so that's the reason for the book. It's, it's just a, it's a tool. Yeah. It's a tool to help people. Well, yeah, that's, that's what uh, I keep hearing, you know, from uh, especially from our, our, the priests that we do have serving here who are themselves Hispanic, yeah. most of them foreign born. Uh, you know, hopefully that's going to change. It looks like over time as we get more of these vocations. But many of these men are, are foreign-born in other countries, mm-hmm. and they they keep reminding me. You know, and I just was looking at uh, on the back of your book, Father Keeper, the uh, the uh, sort of the touting of, of the book by Archbishop uh, Gustavo Garcia Sierra, uh, and that it's 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 more than just translation. It's more than right. ju- it's more it's about much more than just the language. Yeah, and being able to speak words in Spanish and to give a message in Spanish. It's cultural. Yeah. It it's it's the 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 message needs to be translated to a culture, mm-hmm. not just the words, not a good as he says, not just a good Anglo English language homily yeah. translated into Spanish that may completely miss the mark in right. terms of connecting with the the cultural reality of the people. Yeah. So I that's I applaud you for that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Can I sign it for you, Archbishop? Okay, he's going to sign it before we leave. Again, the book's called Preaching to Latinos, Welcoming the Hispanic Moment in the U.S. Church. And I think one of our greatest allies will be Our Lady of Guadalupe. She will help to guide us. She will help to bring us that beautiful joy and hope. And so what a great thing. And let's continue to pray for this ministry and the community to grow in love of Jesus through our Blessed Mother. Father Mike, thanks for joining us today. Archbishop, as always, it's wonderful to share and reflect on how the Holy Spirit is working such great things in the church. Let's be open to that each day. Would you help us close with your blessing? Through the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe, may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families and loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. 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 And thank you all for joining us today on The Voice of the Shepherd. We hope that you join us again next week. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie, and may God bless you. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample. 
a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.